Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome to the 38th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to take you on this magical journey. We are here to break down and discuss the most exciting games taking place from Thursday to Sunday. That's right. And I am your money-making mother machine, Andres Ramirez. I got all the right picks for you, the best bets to make that extra cheddar for the weekend. And we are joined with a very special friend. Um, his name is Bryant Flores. He is from Southern California. Bryant? What up, fellas? Long time no see. Yep. Yeah, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the living room, man. I've, I've known these guys for about 10 years. I saw them when they were little mocosos coming out of college, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, I want to make some money. I want to rent some cars. <laughs> and now look at us. We're here chilling in the living room. I'm uh, glad to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, I, I asked you guys, and I pleaded, and I begged, please let me talk boxing on your podcast. I've been listening to it. You guys needed some of this fight game, uh, you know, injected into the show. So thank you for having me. Guys. Well, thank you for listening, yep. and thank you for coming. We're going to get into the boxing match. We're going to get into all the other sports taking place after a quick message from our sponsor. Last weekend, there were some major headlines being created right in front of our very own eyes. And if you were paying attention, like Bryant, Andres, and myself, you would have noticed everything going down. So we've created three major headlines to encompass everything that's happened. Right now, we also have Adolfo on the phone. Adolfo is one of our friends from college. He was my roommate all four years. Uh, he was Andres's roommate as well, so to speak, because Andres always came over. And um, it's great to have you on the phone, Adolfo, calling all the way in from San Jose. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. I just wanted to ask you the first headline that we created. What does it mean to you? We said it's time for Manfred to man up. Man up, Manfred. That's well, I mean, to me, it, it means everything, Patrick. Uh, Manfred has, has screwed this up royally. Um, I think it's been an embarrassment to, to baseball, honestly. Um, but I'm a little tired about talking about it. Uh, you know, he is not accountable to anybody and uh, except for the owners of the league, and nobody really cares uh, about it. So there's not much that we can do. It, it upsets me greatly that, that he disrespected the game uh, by saying, you know, uh, what am I going to do, take away that piece of metal? Um, he doesn't seem to get it. He doesn't seem to respect baseball, and, and he's flubbing it. Uh, but honestly, I'm a, little, I'm a little over it because there's nothing we can do about him. So I sent you that quote by Mike Trout, right, where he was saying how he lost respect for uh, the Astros? Yes, sir. So and it, him being the best player in baseball, that doesn't you, – you still think that it's something we should stop talking about, even though he just said that today? The guy that never talks? Oh, no, man. We, we got to listen to Trout. We got to listen to Judge. We got to listen to all the players. You know, they, they feel disrespected by what the Astros did. Uh, it's just uh, what are we going to do about Manfred? You know, he, the, 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 he's, he's the top dog. And uh, if he couldn't figure out, you know, a better punishment – uh, that everybody's happy about, uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. But I'm with Trout, I'm with Judge, I'm with the players, you know, having played ball myself, um, you know, the, the the game should be played a certain way. And these guys, uh, if it's true, you know, what they've done, um, have tarnished that. And and it, it, it's tough to say we should take their title away because you got to play the game. That's why we play, right, to, to figure out who's the best. And without knowing what what they exactly did on what play, um, we don't know what the outcome would have been. So I, I have a hard time saying we got to strip the title from them or something like that. But uh, they've definitely tarnished the game. And, and I think all the players voicing their opinions re really shows that to you. Yeah, Adolfo, uh, I understand in the sense of not stripping of the title, but a, a bigger punishment should come down the line, right? Any, but all players and all personnel who was involved in this, whether it's the, the manager the general manager, uh, coaches, players specifically and especially, they should probably be banned from baseball, right? You're, you're cheating the game itself. And I, I don't want to be, you know, beat a dead horse, and I'm right there with you. But for the commissioner of a league to call the championship a piece of metal, that's disrespecting the game itself, let alone your own job title. Because you're supposed to be the front face 
uh, and the 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 big time authority uh, on the matter as all well in the league, and yet you're calling a championship a piece of trash, a piece of metal. I mean, what is, like what does that show in the, as an integrity of the person itself, let alone for the Major League Baseball as a whole? Me personally, as a fan, I'm tired. I don't even. I'm not going to support baseball this year, knowing where oh, the li- where the lines are. Like legitimately, they don't care for the, the the fans, right? You have players who are coming out and, and being outspoken, and players who don't ever talk, like Mike Trout, and saying, "Hey, you know what? These guys aren't, or Manfred isn't doing what he's supposed to do." You have players uh, who have had lesser offenses, like uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, who was a, an illiterate and who signed a, a, a baseball and still did bat over 500 in the World Series, and yet he's banned from the game. You have Pete Rose, who only bet on himself and his teams to win, and yet he's banned for baseball. Like, these guys legitimately ch- change the game and the integrity of the game, and these guys aren't getting punished at, punished at all. So, to me, you and I can go in there tomorrow, cheat, get a ring, and we're going to be okay because the only thing that we're going to get is a slap in the hand. So Adolfo, you think that the punishment was was um, is enough? It's fair. Time to move on. No way, man. As the punishment isn't fair. Um, you know, and and that's why you hear all the players upset about it, right? That they're losing respect for these guys uh, because they know that you're supposed to play the game a certain way, and and these guys cheated and and uh, changed the outcome of the game. You know, they're out on the field, uh, blood and sweat uh, and tears, competing against these guys, and and these guys are are cheating. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I think that the punishment was way too light. The players knew what they were doing. You know, they've grown up playing baseball. They know what's right and wrong uh, in the game between the lines. And, and they failed, you know, and, and the league has failed in punishing them. Uh, Manfred in particular has, has failed in how he's handled this. Um, you know, there have been rumors about this going on for years. And, yeah. you know, his excuse today was, oh, you know, we, we kind of looked into it and, and uh, as they come up, we've taken care of it. But, you know, that's why you saw him st- uh, take back what he said, you know, just yesterday, because he got a, a lot of heat from all the players who who are upset about the punishment uh, or-, or lack thereof for the players. What do you think will happen moving forward for the future of the game? Like as of this year or maybe next year, are the fans going to still go to the ballparks? Are we still going to yeah. do all of it? Are we still going to dish out our money for stuff that is being tarnished? Yeah, man, that, that, that's a great question. You know, I, I hear your anger, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who feel that way. Um, and at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe there's other parts of, of the country that don't care as much as we do, um, you know, being on the West Coast and, and myself uh, a Yankee Yankee fan. So um, um, that act- I'm glad that you said that about the uh, overall consensus of the country because Bryant's actually just brought up a good point. Um, would you, would you yeah, want to? I just, I personally feel that there's, because we're in Los Angeles, because the other team kind of affected more so than anybody else was the Yankees, which again, big name, big market. That's why this has been pushed on us. If we were in St. Louis right now, listening to sports radio, they would not be talking about this as much as they are here in Los Angeles, where it's every airwave is talking about it. So that's why I'm also kind of on board with you with, this is just let's. Why are we still talking about this? We, you know, Dodgers got Mookie Betts. You know, why is that not what's being talked about in LA? Instead, it's all about this. And yeah, that's why I think it's just it is because we're in LA that it's such a big deal. No, it, I I agree, and it is just it's just disappointing that the Dodgers finally made it to the World Series, and then this happened. Like I I think that's what it is for the Dodger fans. It's like. You know, we finally made it to the World Series, and then this happened. So, um, Adolfo, do you have any closing thoughts on this before we move on to the second headline? You know, uh, listening to some of the videos of some of the players speak out, you know, I think uh, the the, the final nail in the coffin for all of this is going to be the performance on the field. And I think some of these guys have a chip on their shoulder um, against the Astros, and it's going to be fun to watch them uh, take it out on them on the field. (laughs) hopefully you know the AL West will pound on the Astros and they end up in last place and we can get uh somebody fresh into the playoffs maybe the Angels who knows (laughs) maybe the Angels right yeah Yeah. definitely bet the over yeah times they get beamed it's like 83 or something 83 and a half yeah do you think that's gonna hit Adolfo 84 or more yeah 
<laughs> All right. So speaking of, um, you know, taking it out on each other, Brian's created a headline about the, the boxing match and the UFC fight from Friday and Saturday. He's calling it the Valentine's Day Massacre. So, yeah, the Valentine's Day Massacre, obviously, because Friday was Valentine's Day. Ryan Garcia, which I don't know how many people have heard of Ryan Garcia, but if you go on Instagram, one of the most followed boxers is Ryan Garcia. Over 5 million followers. Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy Promotions is really pushing him as their next star. I mean, some of the people that were there, I was actually at Honda Center, took my wife there for Valentine's Day. So romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Le'Veon Bell was there. Saquon Barkley was there. Sean Merriman was there. Logan Paul and Jake Paul were there. I mean, it's, it's a who's who of some of the, you know, uh, Generation Z, millennial type of celebrities, you know, Instagram influencers. When the guy was, you know, calling out the roll call, the announcer, every single person he said was influencer such and such, influencer such and such, because that's <laughs> it's the new generation. And this guy came in. I didn't believe in Ryan Garcia from two years ago, seeing him on Instagram, thinking, OK, this guy's just a flashy pretty boy with a lot of speed that can hit a punching bag, but can he hit a person? <laughs> and every single fight he's been in, he's proven that he can. He's fought tomato cans up until this fight. This was his first big fight in the sense of a real contender that just fought another guy a couple months ago named Javante Davis. For those who don't know who Tank Davis is, that's Floyd Mayweather's biggest fighter right now. Tank Davis, to me, is a top 10 pound-for-pound -pound talent. That's probably what the big fight is going to be with Ryan Garcia in maybe a year or two. This guy, Francisco Fonseca, that got knocked out by Ryan Garcia, fought Tank Davis maybe six months ago, took him all the way to the 10th round, made him look really bad. Ryan Garcia knocked his ass out in 80 seconds. Damn. Maybe a little bit more, but in 80 seconds with the punch that the guy never saw coming. He was knocked out cold. They had to bring in all the medical you know, people on the sidelines and all that stuff to help him up. It was legitimately a Valentine's Day massacre. I was talking <laughs> to the guy behind me before the fight started. Hey, this guy has no shot, you know what I mean, to, to win against top-notch competitors. Let's see what he does in this fight. Boom, a minute and a half later, fight's over. So Ryan Garcia, if you haven't heard of him, he is definitely somebody that's going to be on your boxing radar in the next year or two. And I definitely also recommend you guys check out some of his uh, Instagram videos because that's that's how you work out when it comes to hitting the bag. That guy's not really doing when it comes to that. So I have a question about that. Yes, sir. 80 seconds. Yes. Were you pissed? I. Like, <laughs> you're not because you see a knockout. We had just seen three fights before that. Okay. That all went the distance. Okay. And we're kind of boring as shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Then this guy comes in, and he actually gives you what you want. Uh -huh. Yeah, it took 80 seconds, but guess what? We just saw two hours worth of boxing before that. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see any more of that. If what I'm getting is a knockout where the guy's eyes are rolling to the back of his head, <laughs> and he needs, you know, three people to help him up onto his seat. It took you longer to get to the car. It did. <laughs> it did. Afterward, but afterwards, everybody left with a smile on their face. They were happy that they just saw what they saw because they came to see Ryan Garcia, obviously. Yeah. They came to see a knockout, obviously, and he delivered all that. And anytime you see a first-round knockout in boxing, you just feel like you got your money's worth. You don't care what it is. You feel like you got your money's worth. If you saw all the undercards, which you did. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. you were there for a while. So I can see how that would um, – Adolfo, have you ever been to a boxing match? Never, never. But uh, the, the way we're talking about boxing right now gets me excited. You know, I grew up a boxing fan, and I think everybody's a little nostalgic for uh, for some good boxing, some good uh, talent, and, and some well-known personality. So this makes me exciting. Thanks. Yeah. No, I I um I actually saw that Bryant um he like liked a picture or something from Garcia on Instagram. So I went to his page, and um, the weekend starts on Wednesday. Instagram now follows uh garcia as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then <laughs> and then also brands wanted to break down a little bit of the mma fight on saturday yeah, so right on, on saturday just a little known fight it was just on espn plus so anybody could have watched it um a guy by the name of uh jan blackovich who i have never heard of much but the thing is john jones is the reason why this fight mattered john jones really has john jones obviously being Maybe the greatest 
MMA UFC fighter of all time, undefeated. He doesn't have a loss on his record, but it was more of a disqualification than actually being beaten. He was right there, front row, to watch this fight because whoever won this fight was probably going to be his next opponent. And this guy, Jan, blew through a guy that had already beaten him, a guy by the name of uh, Corey Anderson, had already beaten him maybe a couple years ago. He came in and, again, first round, blew him out of the water, knocked him out with a punch right to the middle of the face. Ref called it off immediately. And that guy, Jen, went right to the side of the cage and looked right at John Jones and told him, you're next. No way. So the next fight that John Jones is probably going to have is against this big, tall mother effer yeah. that just, you know, blasted this guy. So... Again, on the lookout for John Jones versus Jan Blakovich coming maybe in the next three or four months. That sounds exciting. I, it was John Jones the one that got disqualified before the fight started, like a couple days before, a few years ago or a couple years ago. Well, John Jones had a lot of issues when it comes to being disqualified okay. and whether it's cocaine or steroids not being. That's able what to it fight. was. Steroids. Yeah, it sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, he's okay. fought uh, Daniel Cormier a couple times, and unfortunately, Daniel Cormier being one of the top you know, fighters right now, pound for pound. He's been dominated by John Jones two times, but after both fights, it's come out that John Jones was tested positive for something. So <laughs> it kind of sucks because it taints things, you know, talking about cheating. But in this instance, I think John Jones would have blasted them all regardless of steroids or cocaine. So um, the last headline, and I think we could all appreciate this. We created the last headline, very simple Mamba mentality. Uh, Adolfo, did you watch the All-Star game on Sunday? The Did you hear about how it was very competitive, the most competitive of all time? I heard about it. I did not watch it, but uh, it sounds like a real good time, man. The fourth quarter of the All-Star game is must-see TV. What they did was they added 24 points to the winning team's score, and they created a target score of 157. First to 157 won the game. So we finally got to see James Harden play defense. We finally got to see these players want to win. Most of the time, the All-Star Game's for show. I recorded the game because I wanted to make sure I watched the fourth quarter. And I watched the fourth quarter last night. And I told um, the lovely Diana, I'll be in to go to sleep after the game's over. And um, the fourth quarter took forever because they were trying to win. They were playing defense. And I felt bad because I had her, you know, I, I told her I was going to go to sleep. And she, you know, it was about 45 minutes, right? The yeah, fourth quarter. 45. So Adolfo, you have to find a way to watch it. Andres, you have to find a way to watch it. Because I already know your biggest complaint about the NBA is that they're just a bunch of prima donnas that yeah. don't play defense. Yeah. So watch this game. I'm telling you, it's must-see TV. Yeah, definitely. Giannis, I wasn't – like, I know the Greek Freak is really good. But if you watch this, I think a lot of the intensity and energy came because he was trying. And in the fourth quarter, he swatted the hell out of a LeBron James shot that LeBron James tried to, you know, give him a little bit of a shoulder and push off. And mm -hmm. normally on any other player, you know, that would work. But Giannis just swatted it right back in his face. But – the very next play, LeBron James just swats it right out of Giannis's hands, too, to show him. And it, what was amazing about it, and I know you said that the fourth quarter was amazing in this game, but I really just wanted to talk about the whole game. It was four games in one. Every quarter was its own game. That's right. If you in the first quarter, that was its own thing because then $100,000 goes to whatever charity for the winner of that quarter. Second quarter, same thing. Whoever wins that game because they start at 0-0 at the beginning of the quarter – the charity aspect comes into it. And that was something that I had never seen in a professional sporting type of thing. Yeah. You see it at like a charity, you know, golf tournament or something like this, but this was legitimate. You know, they were trying, even though yes, it was an all-star game, but they were trying. And it was so loud in that stadium, just based off of these little kids <laughs> yeah. that were under the basket cheering for either team LeBron or team Giannis. And that in itself is also pretty cool. They were showing the charities, yeah, I saw that. You saw that? Yeah, but I mean, my thing is, though, no time limit in the fourth quarter. Only in the fourth quarter, which actually ended up being pretty cool. Yeah, we had to sit there and watch 45, 45 minutes, minutes. But that was 45 <laughs> minutes, some of the best basketball you've seen ever because it's all of them on the court. And then the winning team wins by a free throw or with a free throw. I'm not really sold on that. 
Well, it was the a game first... shouldn't come down to a free throw and be like, oh, that well, that's the game. Like he makes it, it's over. Sometimes it does though. Yeah, and it, sometimes it does. That is that is the defense because if you get fouled with sure, a second left, I get it. It comes down to the field. I, I get, but not in an all star game. Like not an all star game. Win by two, do pick up game. Win by two. Win by two. Seem like a good way going forward. Well, because going, but they would have won by two with that free throw. I, I do have to say that. Uh, well, because they were already up by like yeah. three. Well, it, it was the first time they instituted this new rule. And so they did it for Kobe. They did was whatever the score was after three quarters. They added 24 points. Like, you had to get 24 more points than that. So, LeBron's team actually scored more points than Giannis's team in that quarter because they were already down by, like, yeah. seven going into that. So, they had to score 24 plus seven. 31. So, Adolfo, I'm, I'm actually really happy that uh, we have you on the phone because you're up in San Jose, and um, you grew up a Lakers fan. You grew up a Kobe fan. And to close out this whole segment of last week's headlines – how have you, um, you know, dealt with everything, just being kind of far from L.A. Uh, with Kobe's passing? You know, it, it's been tough, man. I, I was actually really surprised. I was at the airport. Uh, we were coming back from Orlando uh, when the news broke, and, and it, it was a little heavy. You know, the airport was was, was feeling it. Um, you could just tell everybody. It was on everybody's mind. And, uh, you know, as social media was, was blowing up over the next couple of days, um, it really weighed on me, and I felt really distant from L.A. You know, it was really beautiful to see from far away that L.A. as a community really came together and, and showed appreciation for, for somebody who, uh, you know, for our entire generation meant, meant the world. You know, we were uh, Laker fans, and, and we are Laker fans, and, and uh, you know, basketball season was, uh, you know, one of the best things in the world every year, and it was because of Kobe. So um, it, it's been really heavy. And and uh, I, we've missed L.A., that's for sure. And do you see, like, a lot of, well, now more so than before, like either Kobe jerseys or, you know, Kobe Lakers flags maybe or even, like, murals? Are there any murals popping up up there? No, not really. I, I haven't seen much of anything. You know, I, I don't think that there's any um, ill will or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely not. Um, as visible as, as down in LA, yeah. Even just uh, uh, recently, you know, just flying down there, um, you know, you can see it everywhere, and, and not not really the case up here. Well, keep an eye out, and if you see anything up there, take a picture and send it to us so we can put it up on uh, social media. I we do want to give you a quick rundown of what's going on right now. I'm in the supporters section at Estadio Leon for the LESP, uh Leon SP Conquer Cap uh, first leg game. Uh, it's fucking wild. Uh, the game isn't in our favor right now, uh, but it's going to be fucking insane, dude. I saw um, it. So it's one nothing at halftime, right? Yes. So uh, right now it's a two-hour time difference. Uh, so I believe it's uh, probably about 10, 10 30 right now. Uh, but yeah, dude, the atmosphere is insane. I haven't experienced anything like this before, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week about it. Yeah, yeah. Next week we can have you call in and give a full analysis. But I just wanted to ask you something. What What do you feel? Yeah, Andres, what's up, dude? Oh, what's going on, man? How do you uh, How do you see the the game right now? How do you see the uh, the lineup? Are you surprised by the way that they they have the certain players out there? I saw Vela playing a lot on the back. He's not really playing in the front. What's going on offensively? Yeah, obviously, uh, offensively, they, they missed they missed a lot of plays. Uh, but uh, man, if, if I have to say what's being fair, there has to been a lot of calls in their favor, uh, and uh, that's the LEC's favor, obviously. Uh, I don't know, man. But, but once again, Leon, they're a tough team. They won the you know Liga Mexico. They, they won the championship for that team last year. So I mean, they, they got to get off this defense. We just we just hope we pull up for the second half. And uh, what do you? How is the uh, atmosphere? Is there hostility towards you guys wearing LAFC gear? Are they pretty friendly, or is it all-out war by the end of the night? Um, today it's honestly an all-out. It's honestly an all-out war. Uh, we got to be escorted by the federales from where we were at. We all met up at a, at a location about about a half mile away from the stadium. We all marched in with our chants. Uh, we're all in our section. It's barbed wire up with fences uh, with federales around. Uh, no one could pretty much interfere with us outside of where we walked in from the supporter section. 
what I must say is that there is a lot of uh, LEC fans from Leon that are here um, that are representing in the traditional uh, seat. Uh, but we're trying to be as nice as we can with the sport section. Escorted by the federalities, huh? What's that? Escorted by the federalities. Escorted, say yes. Escorted federalities on the way in. Uh, on our in for about the uh, 25 minutes, and then we're about to be escorted out. Uh, it, it's been a little crazy when the Oscar the fourth goal. Uh, I never experienced this where uh, everybody looked at us and started talking shit. So yeah. uh, excuse my friend. I never experienced when everybody started talking back to us. So uh, I haven't been on the other side of the wall, so I kind of feel how everybody else feels. There you go. Come to the bank. Uh, but this is where we're at, and uh, we hope to represent the second half. Yeah, I hope you guys win. I mean, stay safe out there, man. Yeah, for reals, man. Stay yeah. safe and yeah. uh, so go LAFC. About, uh, there's just about, eight, uh, about, less than about 800 of us here, uh, but we're all in good standing, and uh, we hope to bring it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We're going to um, get this segment, throw it on the show for this week, okay? All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you guys later. All, All right. right, man. Bye. All right. Bye. Now, if you guys are ready, let's jump into the Pepper segment. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. Andres, are you ready? I'm always ready. All right. So Pepper is the time of the show where we discuss the games that we're going to be watching from Thursday to Sunday. We pepper around our bullshit, who we think is going to win, and why. So, Andres, you have the first game of the weekend. Explain to us in 30 seconds why we should be watching this on Thursday night. Because it's tractor party, Thursday night, basketball, college, baby. We're going to Iowa. That's right. Good old Hawkeyes. Iowa, the 20th ranked Hawkeyes are facing the 25th ranked Ohio State. Top 25 matchups, Big Ten implications are on the line. Iowa's fighting for uh, actually number one seed in the Big Ten Conference. And look, Iowa's at home is 12 and one. Ohio State is three and five on the road. They can't afford another loss. This is March Madness rolling around the corner. I'm going with the Hawkeyes. Tractor party, okay. party it up in Iowa. All right, Brian. I, I don't think there's anything as boring as Iowa basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, but they, all they do is win at home. All they do is win, win, win. So, so let's talk about something exciting for you. Your game is Thursday night, the NBA, 7:30, the Rockets at the Golden State Warriors. Which last year would have been one of the greatest games to watch. But again, this year, the reason why I'm saying that this game is important because it's it, it's the all-star break is done now. NBA is starting. This is really when the season kicks in. And the Rockets especially, they can either fall flat on their face or they can beat the Lakers and make it to the finals. So <laughs> again, we don't know what they're gonna be. This is when it starts. Okay, so who do you got winning this matchup? I say the Rockets and they're gonna come. The Rockets and they're gonna okay. cover. Friday, Andres, mm -hmm. your game first. 7.30 p.m., the NBA still. The New Orleans Pelicans going into Portland, Rip City. Mm -hmm. It's Dane time, mm -hmm. taking on Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Andres, sell this game to us in 30 seconds. Why are you watching this? Zion, okay, that's all you need to know is Zion. This guy is doing stuff that hasn't been seen since the days of Jordan, the days of Shaquille, and the days of Iverson, okay? This guy's averaging 20 plus points in his first 10 games as a rookie. He's doing stuff, he's, he's put up uh, 30 plus points in back-to-back -back games, something he hasn't done since Iverson back in 96. Look, the guy is a big boy, okay? He's gonna be the new face of the NBA coming soon if they can give him a good shoe to fucking wear and doesn't <laughs> blow, it blow up. But this is get all the implications of the world of just superstars and young stars in the making. What do you think about this game? I love Zion, probably just as much as Andres. He's, he, I thought would be really overrated, but he's lived up to all those expectations. And I'm so glad that he came in halfway into the season, not at the beginning and also not next year, like Blake Griffin had a way to you. So uh, I like Damian Lillard. I think Zion's, you know, he plays to that level. Like they both have a lot of energy. They both can give their team a chance to win the game. This is actually gonna be a great game just because of the star power. I'm taking Lillard um, and the uh, Blazers to win. Which brings me to the next point. The 7.30 p.m. game, same time, still NBA, is the Memphis Grizzlies coming into Los Angeles, taking on the Lakers. This is an important game because obviously it's the Lakers' first game of the second half is what Brian said. 
you know, a new season starts, everything's just beginning, and the Grizzlies are actually fighting for the last playoff spot with Portland. All that being said, the Grizzlies are going to give the Lakers a good game. I am a Lakers fan, but however, I'm not going to go against Anthony Davis and LeBron James after a few days of rest. Does anybody take the Grizzlies on this one? No. Maybe. I know. There's no, there's no way. One thing I will say, though, is John Morant, you know, going into the second half of the season, one of the craziest things that we have to look at, one of the most, you know, it would be one of the biggest upsets ever is if the person we just talked about, Zion, comes back in the second half of the season and ends up the rookie of the year over John Morant. And this is when we get to see that because John Morant clearly has that lead right now. Mm -hmm. It's showtime. It's showtime for Morant. Now, Saturday, one thing to watch. The boxing match starts at 6 p.m. Yes, this is on pay-per-view. For those of you that like fights, for those of you that like, you know, excitement, this is going to be the biggest fight of the year. Make sure you guys tune in. You will have to pay for it. It is ESPN Fox pay-per-view, but this is as good as it gets, and it's well worth it. Andres? You don't have to pay for it, first and foremost. There's streaming availability. <laughs> we live in a day of technology, so put that on Reddit. I don't care what you're going to do. Fire stick it. Who cares? That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to pay $100 for the fight. This is a beautiful, beautiful rematch of a fight, okay? Championship belt on the line for Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Look, talk about heavyweights. And th th these are two big boys coming in. And they're not small. These guys are huge, okay? 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. Deontay Wilder was a football player, played at Alabama, played under Saban. Tyson Fury is a gypsy from, you know, the UK and the Catholics. So, you know, I don't know how much more you, how much more entertainment do you want on this, man? I mean, Every, yeah. all, everything's, everything's there. You, yeah. got, you got a circus act, you got a former football player. Throw in a blind judge. I mean, you know? yeah, for sure. Uh, these guys definitely know how to, how to throw some antics. Um, Deontay Wilder lo loves to, to do, to be flashy. He wears these ridiculous masks and shit. I don't know what he does. Fury can't, you know, likes to stick his tongue out and, and think he's hot shit against Wilder in the ring, which cost him the last time. Which I don't understand any boxer who does that, who just like likes to antagonize in the middle of the fight. I'm like, dude, put your hands up, man! <laughs> You're about to get fucking killed. So we'll finish off the boxing talk in a little bit, right? Yeah. So the basketball game on Saturday night is 5:30 uh, p.m. The 76ers against Milwaukee Bucks. So the basketball game is gonna start and the boxing match will start a little bit after that. Um, Bryant said he's gonna be watching most of this game because it's a playoff matchup, right? Essentially, yes. And also when you have a fight party, when you have people come over, nothing happens until about 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, at least specific time for all you, you know, Eastern fans that are listening to us. It might start a little later for you guys. But here, you can definitely watch this game. Tune in at 5.30. The Bucks are on their way to maybe winning 70 games. I'm a big Chicago Bulls fan. I hate that the Warriors got 270 wins as well, <laughs> and I thought no other team ever would. So the Bucks are on their way to hopefully doing that. You know, in their eyes, in the 76ers, though, they have two of the biggest stars. So, you know, it's the biggest game to me of the whole weekend when it comes to the NBA, when it comes to the two teams that are playing, because oh. these are two big contenders. And honestly, I, I have the Bucks just going hard, man. The All-Star game, Giannis showed his thing. Middleton showed out again and beat. And Simmons also showed out at the All-Star game. But Giannis is just on a mission right now, I feel. You, you're going to sit here and tell me that the 76ers are an elite team in the East? These guys are – what's their away record, by the way, for the year? Oh, here, here it is. Yeah, 9 and 19 nine on the road. 19. That's not elite status, yeah. okay? That's not going to get you – past the first round of the playoffs, okay? I smell an ass kicking by Giannis <laughs> on Saturday night. And it's it's like, it's gonna be disgusting roadkill, okay? The Sixers are, are a bad, bad team away from home. Well, and the, the trend is gonna continue. And Embiid is gonna get owned by Giannis. I just, I don't see anybody beating them, so. I, I, don't, I, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I, I like Giannis. I want him to do well. Um, the 76ers, in my opinion, I, I don't care for Ben Simmons. I never have. I mean, how can you be this this great player and you've only led LSU to nine wins? Didn't even make the tournament. You did not make the NCAA tournament as a player. Ben Simmons, see you later. And Embiid, I mean, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself turn into the villain. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. So 
I, I'm taking the Bucks, and then Sunday. That concludes Saturday. And like I said, we'll jump back to the to the boxing match in just a few seconds. Andres, yes. this is all you. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to sell Bryant, myself, and everybody else listening as to why they should be watching this game on 9 a.m. Yeah, I, I definitely need to sell you. I got to sell you on this. Okay, first and foremost, you're dealing with uh, multiple superstars on this team, okay? You've got Ovechkin for the Capitals. We're talking about the Penguins of Pittsburgh versus the Washington Capitals, NHL, 9 a.m. I know it sounds crazy to get up on a Sunday, hungover, watch a 9 a.m. hockey game, but this is playoff hockey now. Okay. The NHL had had their all-star break a week ago. All right. It is now down to business. The Penguins are in first place in their division by one point over the Capitals. The Capitals know and been in this situation before. This is a rivalry, okay? You've got Ovechkin versus Sid the Kid. You've got, you know, Ovechkin might have a chance of actually breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time scoring record. And to me, I don't want to see that happen because I was actually there when Gretzky broke the record. Of course you were. Yeah, in attendance. And I don't want to see it happen. But if anybody's got a shot, Ovechkin does because this guy's fucking scoring like 50 goals a year. Uh, Look. That's actually one of the coolest things I've ever heard about you, that you were there <laughs> yeah. at that I, Yeah, yeah. I was there, my brother and my, and my brother, dad and I. Look, Pittsburgh is 37, 15 and six, Washington 37, 17 and five. This is where hockey is taking place. This is bad, bad news. I want fights breaking out. There's gonna be scoring. You're gonna see stick moves. You're gonna see a lot of things. It has everything that, as a non-hockey fan, as you're gonna want to watch, and you're gonna become a hockey fan. This this is gonna be um, very entertaining, and he did pique my interest. I might not be up for the 9 a.m. you know drop, but I will maybe tune in for the second half. Yeah, that, that's why I'm interested because it is 9 a.m. I mean, we all can't wait for football to start at 10 a.m. normally. Yeah. Monday, so yeah. at least there'll be some on TV that isn't you know Premier League soccer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the the 12:30 game, we're gonna switch over to the NBA. This is still Sunday. It is the in my opinion, the, the best and biggest rivalry in the NBA is the Boston Celtics are coming back into LA, taking on the Lakers. So you have the Celtics who are, uh, I guess you can say they're overperforming. Uh, they lost Kyrie Irving. Um, they got Kemba Walker. I knew Kemba was a winner. He's always been a winner, but some people might not have known that Kemba was gonna be that dude. And right now the Celtics are competing for the best spot in the East. So. Brian, who do you think is going to win that game and why? Uh, I mean, I feel, again, the Lakers just, they're on a mission this second half of the season. Uh, first of all, I don't know whoever said Kemba was the man or a man, by the way. The, the man on that team, his name is Jason Tatum. Well, right? so yeah. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. um, but I obviously feel the Lakers just have something to prove the second half of the season and they're taking up prisoners. Okay. Andres, do you think the Lakers are going to win or what? I, look, the, this is a true rivalry game, and it's nice to see that both teams are winning sides, especially with the Celtics being number one team in the East and the, the West. You got the Lakers, so this is pound for pound a great matchup. I liked Boston. I think Boston's going to squeak one, squeak one, and, and steal one from LA. I think they're playing better as a team. I don't think they have the mentality of a one superstar. I think they're they're playing as a whole. And I think this is where LeBron may be a little bit of a ball hog. So, and I think this might come back and haunt him and not and not dish the rock when he needs to. So what he just said about Tatum or like LeBron being a ball hog coming back to haunt him. Do you think that Tatum's going to shut down LeBron or no? I, I think it's going to be a, a joint effort. I think you're going you're gonna to see Hayward coming in and taking a couple of, uh, you know, uh, fouls. Fouls or coming in or, or, or forcing LeBron to foul. You know, like a charge and, and stepping into the lane. I don't think it's just going to be Tatum alone, but I think Tatum is the one guy that'll give LeBron a run for his money and make sure that he's conditioned at this point in the season. And let me be clear: you cannot stop or shut down LeBron, <laughs> especially when there's another guy named Anthony Davis to run the pick and roll with. Yes, the Celtics have a good nucleus, a good team, and all that stuff. But guess who the number one team in the West is? The hardest. Conference oh. to be in. Yeah, no, yeah. it's for a reason. Yeah. It's when they weren't even trying. This is the second half of the season. Watch but, out. But I also think, though, coaching comes down to play. And I think Steve uh, Brad Stevens is a much better coach than the Lakers coach. Uh, than Frank Vogel, who's yeah. actually you know been just as far as he's been. Is you know he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals just like Brad Stevens has. Sure. The only person to stop Vogel 
was LeBron. When, because LeBron took them to, or I'm just, yeah. yeah. So you guys bring up some good points about the matchups. And that, that for me, that's exciting. Um, that's my most exciting NBA game. Now, Andres, you and Brian know a lot about this boxing match. This is going to be the grand finale of the weekend. If you cannot watch the Lakers game, if you cannot watch the college basketball game on Thursday or the Rockets Warriors, at least watch this boxing match. It's going to be really, really fun. You guys, please explain to the rest of us why. And let me let me tell you this, just like Andres said earlier, this is a rematch. Rematches, yes, can be fun, can be boring, but when it's a rematch of a draw, mm -hmm. of a fight that not only was it a draw, but it was literally two completely different dominations. There was one domination by Tyson Fury, who is a six foot seven giant bald man mm -hmm. that loves to yap his mouth. He dominated that entire fight. And there was a domination by Deontay Wilder that with one punch, rolled this guy's eyes in the back of his brain. Mm -hmm. But Tyson Fury got up and won the rest of the 12th round. For a guy to have been knocked down and get up and win the rest of the 12th round, that was amazing. That, that in and of itself is why I want to see this. Yeah, I mean, look, the rematch clearly is why everybody's watching. The first match ended in a complete draw, which was surprising. But aside from that, you have the, the the stats, right? Wilder is 42 0 and 1 with 41 knockouts. That means 42 of his fights, 41 have all fucking had a knockout. That's crazy to know. Fury, on the other hand, is 29 0 and 1, okay, with 20 knockouts. Pound for pound, these guys know how to hit and they both have heavy hands. The question is who's gonna, got the stronger chin? Who's gonna last longer? Who's gonna get have the will in the fight to, to stay in all 12 rounds if it goes all 12? It clearly did the first time. I expect it again this time around. I like Fury. Okay, I was just gonna ask because I, I don't think we decided on who's gonna win. I don't think you mentioned it. It's a, it's a flip of a coin. If anybody tells you they know who's gonna win, they are ridiculous. So yeah. you said Fury. I, I like Fury because I like his tenacity. I think he's had a harder, uh, I mean, he, he put himself in that situation. He's had a harder, harder life transition in the sense of being on top uh, of the podium and then falling because he went to, into drugs, uh, you know, and, and the, he, he fell back to bottom. So I think knowing that story is gonna give him the motivation that he needs to come up on top. I think Wilder has been given things to him and he's, his ego has been boosted by, you know, his entourage or promoters or whatever, and he's never really fell from grace. I think this is where it's going to come back and, and humble him in this fight. No, yeah, definitely. And then the saying goes, styles make fights. That is the number one thing you hear in, in boxing and MMA, styles make fights. These guys have the perfect styles for one another. There is one guy that is trying to go out there and absolutely destroy you, kill you, murder you, whatever it may be, and Deontay Wilder. And then there's another guy out there that has the IQ of, of Michael Jordan and LeBron James combined when it comes to boxing and Tyson Fury that knows exactly what you're gonna do. And he's the fattest one out there by far, <laughs> but he's the quickest and his reactions are like that of a cat, man. Mm -hmm. It's hard for him to get hit. Unfortunately, he did get hit and he got knocked down the other one. That's why this is so beautiful to watch right now. Brian, quick question. Do you think that Fury making a change to his trainer, is that going to affect the fight? And In a good way, for Fury. Right. So you yeah. think this is all for this is a positive change for him. It's not going to affect him negatively. In the yes, fight. he's coming in a little bit bigger than last time. I think maybe twenty pounds more. Sure. People think that's a bad thing. That's because he's eating right this time. He's not stressing himself out, trying to make sure he's quick, trying to make sure anything. He knows what Wilder can bring, mm -hmm. and he knows what he has to do to make sure to put himself in the best position to then beat Wilder. Well, there you have it. You are saying Fury is going to win? I, I say Fury has a 51% chance to win. Okay, and you said? I'm going with Fury. And I'm going with another draw, baby. We're going to get a third <laughs> match. And those that concludes all the most exciting games for the weekend. We have a little bit more to get into. Stay with us, please. Hey, guys, it's me. That pepper segment, huh? Eight exciting games to keep up with. It's overwhelming. It seems like a lot, but don't worry. We got you covered. We'll remind you of our games and who we think is going to win 
All you have to do is follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Weekend starts on Wednesday. We'll keep you up to date. We just spent the last 18 minutes breaking down and discussing all the exciting games taking place from Thursday to Sunday. So now we're going to discuss the dark side of sports, the side that turns you into a crazy fanatic, the side that keeps you coming back for more, the money-making bets, the gambling aspect. Andres, this may or may not be a guaranteed winner. But tell us what you think. That's true. Nothing in life is guaranteed. And definitely when you're making bets, nothing is guaranteed. Uh, I'm going with Thursday night. We had talked about the tractor party in Iowa. I'm going to Des Moines. I'm taking the Iowa. I'm taking Iowa uh, Hawkeyes to win this game. Straight up, money line. I don't care what the points are. Iowa at home is difficult to beat. We went over that stat. These guys are 15-1 and at home. Sorry, they're 12 and one at home, um, and they're they're coming off uh, another gr- gritty win. They know how to handle business at home. That's the reason why. On top of that, uh, Ohio State is three and five on the road. So that to me speaks volumes. They can't win on the road. So I'm going with the home team. All right, both teams are ranked. Yep. Um, I would also agree that Iowa has they have that center Garza. Garza. He's he's NBA ready. I don't think Ohio State will stop him. And you mentioned Bryant. There's nothing more boring than college Big Ten and, college and, and basketball. Iowa, yeah. uh, so who do you think is going to win? Uh, I mean, uh, Iowa because of everything that Andres just said. But I think Andres, you focus way too much on home and away records. And just like in football, <laughs> any given Sunday, man, you just never know. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see who's right. So we'll just say you're going with Ohio State because it sounds like you want to go with Ohio State. Now, um, you have a boxing match. I'm sorry, Brian. Your money-making bet is the boxing match. What specifically? And it's impossible to bet the winner. I'm just going to put that out there right now. It's a 50-50 fight. The one thing that you can bet on that I will say will hit is the over on the rounds. It's 10 and a half rounds, mm-hmm. which means they have to get to the 11th or 12th or draw. As long as they get past the 10th round, you've made your money. This is going to go to a decision. Both of them don't want to get knocked out, and as much as they're going to try to knock the other one out, their defense is just too good, and it's going to go to another decision. Maybe bet the draw, by the way, Andres. Uh, yeah, I love I love that draw action at twenty two to one odds. I mean, that's to me. I might throw a little. T- I might throw ten bucks on it. That's what I said. Just the two hundred two hundred twenty dollars right there. Hey. All right, so we got some bets. Um, We'll recap them on Instagram, so don't even worry if you missed it. Just know we got some good action coming your way. I'm never getting invited back if it doesn't hit. (laughs) Well, that would be all the reason to bring you back if it doesn't hit so we can talk shit to you. Now that we're all here, now that we're all paying attention, it is time to introduce our bold predictions for the weekend. These predictions can either make us look like complete geniuses or complete assholes. It really depends. Each bold prediction, if it comes true, is worth seven points. The first to 21 collects beer from the loser. Right now, I owe Andres a 12-pack. If he gets one more bold prediction, I owe him another six-pack because he has 14 points. So let's start with your bold prediction, Andres. We're going boxing, Pat. I'm gonna take the Gypsy King, the Catholics of Catholics. My boy, Tyson Fury, is gonna come in and he's gonna knock out Wilder. Okay. That's my bold prediction. I don't know what round, but he's gonna knock him out and he's gonna win by a knockout. Is that bold enough for you to accept? I really, really, really doubt it. But I can see it happening, but I really doubt it's all accepted. I accept that too, because a high profile boxing match, a knockout, it's hard to come by. So um, let's let's start with um, let's let's do your bold prediction next, right, Brad. So you know what I'm gonna say is I keep saying this: the NBA season has finally started, guys. All right, LeBron James, Anthony Davis are going to flex their muscles second half of the season, and it's gonna start this weekend. They're each gonna drop 30 points on the Grizzlies. They're each gonna drop 30 points on the Celtics. Boom. 30, 30, 30, 30. Andres, do you accept that? Hell yeah, I accept that. There's no ways back-to-back games. No way. I, Anthony Davis may not even have. What if he? What if he? What are you gonna do when he like shoots 29 points on one of the games and doesn't get to the 30 mark? Like, what, how, what, what are you gonna do with Brad? He's <laughs> thrown out because he's so frustrated that LeBron has 45 and Anthony Davis has 
30 and 20 rebounds on him. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just gonna shake my head and be like, fuck, I guess he was right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my bold prediction, quickly, is the XFL. The LA Wildcats are 0-2. They're doing terrible. Uh, they are facing the, who are they playing? The DC Defenders. Yes, and DC the DC Defenders, Defenders are 2-0. and yeah. So the Wildcats are gonna come in like a bunch of scoundrels Sunday afternoon yeah. and give the Defenders their first loss of the season. Is that bold enough for oh, you to accept? Oh, it's bold enough because that shit is not going to happen. They're going to start 0-3? Yeah, 0-3. Cardell Jones is 3-0 in his professional career. This guy's undefeated <laughs> since the days of Ohio State and high school. The guy hasn't lost a game. I remember. And he's sure as hell not going to lose to the Wildcats. Well, and he got drafted by um, the uh, Major League Baseball team. Did he really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody that predict something in the XFL is bold. So <laughs> All right, well, hopefully um, Brandon and I can get on the board and hopefully Andres is wrong because I do not want to give him, uh, and knowing him, he'll say, I want a six pack of this, a six pack of this, and a six pack well, of this. Don't, I don't think they make an 18 pack of one thing. Yeah, well, yeah, unless it's like cheap Bud Light or something. So those are the bold predictions. Good luck, gentlemen. Did you guys see the interview, the Carlos Correa one? Such bullshit. It's all bullshit. Did you see it, Brian? Yeah. So he's over here talking shit, telling Cody Bellinger to shut the fuck up. So basically, in my opinion, he's a scumbag. Yeah, but like, who is he getting his facts from? He's just like, oh, I know the facts. Where are they? Who do you got? Like, yeah. Where's Jimmy with his sh- with the statue? Let me see what you got. <laughs> well, let's let the people decide if Carlos Correa is a scumbag. So if you haven't um, seen or heard it, you can Google it. Type in Carlos Correa. Ken Rosenthal interview, and he just sounds off on Cody Ballinger and the rest of the people blaming them for cheating, saying that if you watched the games, if you paid attention, we would have won because we had runners on second and, you know, the sign stealing was impossible and this and that. He just, everything he said sounds exactly like what you would say if you were cheating (laughs) and you got caught cheating. And and then he went on to say, this is what put, when I was um, taking a shower this morning, and I was listening to the radio. This is what put it over the top for me that he's my scumbag of the week, um, of the night. He's my scumbag of the night because he said Jose Altuve didn't want his shirt taken off because he had just gotten a tattoo. <laughs> he said he got a really bad tattoo. Yeah, but I also heard that his initial response to that was, oh, my wife would be upset if I have a torn jersey. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You just won, You just hit a walk-off and your wife is going to be upset because they tore the jersey. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Look, I would want everybody to take off my fucking, get me to my drawers because I just hit a fucking bomb to win a game. <laughs> to go like, to the World Series. To go to the World Series. So, Carlos Correa, you are my scumbag because you just, just shut up, dude. And, like, it's going to be better if you don't say anything at all. So, uh, Bryant or Andres, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll go. I'll go because I I don't want to end it on a, on a you know, controversial. Okay, ending. so here we so, go. What is your who who is your scumbag? So my of the scumbag night? of the night is the Staples Center and AEG, the, the company that owns the Staples Center, right? I didn't unbeknownst to me, right? I knew about the memorial for Kobe. It's coming out on the 24th, 224, because of Kobe's number. I get all that. Cool, respect, awesome. Do a memorial. What I didn't know was that these guys are charging, AEG and Staples is charging for your entrance. It was brought to my attention tonight by Bryant that it was $240 for lower seats just to go to this event, $24 to sit in the nosebleed. You know what? Fuck that noise. I'm going to be watching it from my home where it costs me nothing, free. I can go to the bathroom whenever I want. I can do whatever I need to do. I think it's absolutely criminal that they're going to charge. So what should they do instead? Look, fucking open the floodgates, first come, first serve. Uh, you know, camp camp night out, do a raffle. I don't care. But to charge people to say their goodbyes or to have an emotional connection with Kobe and his family and those also lost in that accident, that's that's fuck. That's insane in my eyes. Two hundred forty. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean. But and they're and it's going to charity. It's going to the Mamba <laughs> Foundation. Blah. They can spin it every which way possible. I just think it's a fucking crying shame. And these guys, AEG is a multi-billion dollar company, okay? They don't need the money. In fact, they should be saying, hey, you know what? LA, for the city of LA, we're going to do this for free. We love you guys. Whatever money we would have sold 
or tickets we would have sold, we'll donate it to the Mamba Foundation. But AG doesn't care because they see dollar signs, right? They're like fucking Mr. Crab of, uh, of, of uh, from, SpongeBob. from SpongeBob, right? All he sees is dollar signs. That's exactly what it is. Look, when when Reagan died, I went to his memorial. My brothers and I, we all went, and dude, we were out for fucking till the crack of dawn. When, when did you go to school? Hey, I didn't. You, I didn't you, go to you school. Saw that day. Every, you were I everywhere. Didn't, I didn't go to school you that the next school. day. Hey, no. Andres is like Forrest Gump. And <laughs> exactly all these events. He was at Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Game. Yep. Eight oh two. Yeah. Yeah. Where else? You yeah. Been, no. Look, <laughs> my brother and I. We. My dad took us. He was like, in Vegas when Tupac got shot. <laughs> He's still alive, bro. I saw him at a cookout last week. No, my brother and I, my dad told us, he goes, look, we're going to go to Ronald Reagan's uh, memorial service. It, it was at the Ronald Reagan Library. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We're going to go. And it was free. What we didn't know was how long that fucking line was. Okay. We got there at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, didn't get out till like 6 in the morning because it was that many people to go there. We got a, I got a little plaque. And you want all this to happen in downtown I LA? Well, I don't figure it out. The, it's going to be the same thing. Figure it out. But it's free. Like, the guy's a national treasure to the city of LA, to all basketball fans all over the, the world, right? I'm just saying I think it's just a crying shame that they're going to fucking charge per head to, to say their goodbyes and their respects. And I think it's just a crime. And all those people waited in line because they really, really wanted to be there. So instead of having somebody that can just pull out their credit card right. and say they want to be right. there – yeah, I, I, I get it. And what's going to happen, though, too? Like, let's say, I, let's say I get a ticket, right, to this thing. You think I'm going to go to this fucking thing? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm going to turn around and sell it for double that because someone's going to be willing to pay for it. Like, there's going to be scalpers, clearly. And that's going to hurt. What if those people actually got fraud, right, and there's not even tickets to go to the thing? They just got fucked. Five hundred dollars or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's just a nightmare. It's a mess. It's a mess. So screw you, AEG. You definitely don't need the money. You should be doing this as a as a donation charity because you're gonna write it off anyway. And all the money you make on concessions, you yeah, can I'll, donate that to charity. Oh God, I can't. I I don't want to see. I don't even want to see the m- merchandise. Mamba forever. Kobe forever. Okay. Like I just I just see it. You, you know. You know what? You know who needs to. Speaking of donating, you know who needs to donate is their entire however much money they made this weekend. Oh, is sure. all these judges. For the all-star dunk contest. <laughs> this is your scumbag, right? These are my scumbags of the night. Wait, that cost me some nice money. These guys actually got paid? I'm sure they did. Oh, uh, they're on TV. They're doing their whole thing. Their agents have them there. Black Panther's agent has them there for a reason. <laughs> D-Wade, you're a scumbag. Scotty Pippen, I love you to death, but you're such a scumbag to me right now. And you're, you're on my shit list right now. And again, Black Panther. What they did is Aaron Gordon. If you guys don't know, Aaron Gordon in 2016 had one of the most memorable. Yes, people talk about Vince Carter. Yes, people talk about Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins. But Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon had probably the best dunk contest of all time. And Aaron Gordon lost that one. I am a Bulls fan, so I'm going to say Zach Levine won that one. But this year, I bet fat on Aaron Gordon. (laughs) Aaron Gordon was a guaranteed victory going up against... Dwight Howard? Are you kidding me? Uh, Kavanaugh, whoever his name was, bench player for the Bucks, another bench player for the Heat, Jones that ended up winning. Guess what? He plays for the Heat. Where did Dwayne Wade play? Dwayne Wade is the reason why Aaron Gordon lost this and that Miami Heat player won. Jeez. Dwayne Wade, you're a scumbag. Scottie Pippen, you're a scumbag. Black Panther, I don't even know the <coughs> name. Look, Chadwick, I don't want to mention your whole name, but you're a scumbag too. Yeah, I look. It's crazy to think that anybody doesn't get a, a perfect score when they jump over a seven foot whatever. Six, seven foot five. Guy whatever. In, Dude, he could be seven. He could be, <laughs> be seven ten for all I give a shit. The fact that he jumped and cleared over without a problem, seven foot five. One try. One, One try. try. Dude, he, I'm surprised he doesn't give him a concussion in the back of the head, like a donkey punch or something. He could have ended his career if he if he fucks it up. I, yeah, and I, the whole stadium knew. Everybody knew Aaron Gordon went. All the NBA players, Giannis, Shaq, they were all right there. They knew. The only people that didn't know is you, Dwayne Wade, and you, Scotty Pippen, and you, Black Panther. Wakanda for never. <laughs> Those are our scumbags of the night. The scumbag of the night sucks away your happiness. It kills you, and it drives you crazy, as you can tell. Thank you very much for listening. We know this episode was a little longer, but we hope it was entertaining. We hope you enjoyed it. Bryant, thank you for coming on the show. 
Thank yeah. you for being a guest. Thank you to my cousin, Michael, for calling in. Thank you to Adolfo for calling in. Um, Brian, you're always welcome back whenever you want. Absolutely. You live uh, very close. Yeah. Andres, any last words? Uh, yeah, just have a safe weekend. Bet responsibly. Drink responsibly. And if Dwayne Wade is a judge, don't bet on that, all right? <laughs> Thank you. Good night and good luck.